0: Welcome to a podcast brought to you by Investec. This is the third and final part of a three-part series where we're discussing cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, and the underlying technology being blockchain. With me in the studio is Chris Becker. He's our economic strategist at Investec. Chris, let's talk about Bitcoin for business. Okay, I've got a business. I've got an online business. Yeah. Okay, I'm Xando I'm or something like that. Yeah. Now, how do I take my, my business from being this online, moving into the online space and moving away from... Your visa and your Mastercard into this, like accepting our cryptocurrency, and how do I then get value out of that cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned the framework within South Africa; you still have to convert into Rands via the various institutions or exchanges or whatever. But you know, how do how do we how do we make that happen? And what do those steps look like? And should be
1: businesses be thinking about that yeah. actually? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's still a bit early. Because, I mean, you mentioned that Take-A-Lot are accepted. Yeah, they accept it. They convert it back into RAND. But I think it's a bit early for the ecosystem. I mean, so, like, you remember remember email in the early days on Internet? You had that. You had to, like, unplug your phone line and plug in the other line for the Internet. And then <laughs> it had a <the> little dial-up. <laughs> well, no, that's I don't
0: remember. Bitcoin,
1: <laughs> that's where Bitcoin is now, okay? Okay. So, like, Visa and MasterCard, they process something like 250 million transactions a day. Okay. Bitcoin's only doing 300,000. Bitcoin is now... Has got that dial-up tone still? Right. Okay, okay.
0: that's a good analogy.
1: And okay. so, I, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. It's not for businesses yet at this point. But what I was saying earlier was there's so much innovation happening. You know, one of the things that's that's kind of ongoing is is to develop side chains to the main blockchain. So you have Bitcoin as a payments infrastructure, but you have another side chain that kind of sits next to it. You can send your Bitcoin into that side chain into a specific wallet it then issues you new tokens based on the value of Bitcoin that you sent yeah New tokens that trade on another network that could have different characteristics to Bitcoin itself. So it could be like a new the, currency that's in a way linked to Bitcoin, but faster settlement times. Like um, Litecoin. Fewer, yeah, fewer, fewer, you know, low transaction fees, all this kind of stuff. Transactions can kind of happen there mm-hmm. and then it settles back onto the main blockchain when you transfer your Bitcoin back in. Okay, to extract the value from. Yeah, so, you know. So the Bitcoin's still acting like a centralized. It's, it's the dollar of the cryptocurrency yeah, exactly. world in a way. Yeah. So, so Litecoin is actually its own separate blockchain. So sidechains okay. will still be on, but this is where new protocols are getting built on top of Bitcoin.
0: Okay.
1: And you can have micropayments in there and you can have asset registries and you can have a whole bunch of stuff that sits in these sidechains. But that's why I'm saying I think it might still be a bit early for, for companies to just start accepting the stuff yeah. just yet, okay. especially Bitcoin. Like It doesn't have the scale and transaction speed. and you know, There's a whole bunch of things that I can see is in the works. Mm. That'll allow more more widespread acceptance well, I think we're not we'll, quite there okay. when will we mm. be there I reckon it's, it's, <laughs> look it's all happening so quickly yeah. so in the next two three years Brilliant. what what businesses can do now is they can accept Litecoin or some of the other cryptocurrencies, but it's not going to be bitcoin okay you know? Bitcoin might take two or three years to get there um An interesting analogy also is from this guy who's a bit of a bitcoin uh He's just a Bitcoin expert, and he just travels around the world talking and and lecturing and explaining how Bitcoin works. But what he says is, people are worried about Bitcoin's network scaling and getting the transaction volumes up to levels where Visa and MasterCard are. He reckons by the time it gets to those points, it'll exceed the capabilities and capacities of MasterCard and Visa by multiple times, because that's how quickly, typically, technology scales. You Mm -hmm. You talk about things like Moore's law. Okay. You know, the computing power doubles every two years or something like that, you know. So, like, you have this doubling effect that's taking place in things like cryptocurrencies as well. So it might not be that far off, and okay. it might surprise people. And I think another interesting analogy also with the stuff is, you know, once network effects start kicking in in this market, like you have with Facebook and WhatsApp, yeah, which we obviously use because we know everybody else uses it, so mm-hmm. you can build alternatives to that, but no one's going to use it because everyone's on the main ones. Well, if Bitcoin starts to create those network effects, who's gonna to wanna to use any other currency exactly. potentially. So I think this is this this is you know, this is gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out. Yeah. Because if you start getting network effects in these cryptocurrencies and the main ones, the RAND, the dollar, these currencies will struggle to compete. You know? Yeah, for sure. So so it's gonna be interesting.
0: Um, okay, last question I think before we sort of tidy this one up. Um What do you think the biggest threat to these cryptocurrencies and this online internet um, cash system will be? Like, what will prevent this from, from taking off?
1: What would prevent this from taking off is if it doesn't get easier and easier for people to use it. Mm. If there aren't more and more ways for, for people to sell their currencies or other assets for rands or dollars or whatever in order to buy cryptocurrencies, it'll yeah. delay, delay adoption. Okay. That's where a lot of focus in the industry is, is around making it much easier for people to get in. Okay. You know? to, not, to not have to try and understand how everything fits together and yeah. you know, worry about the security aspects and all that kind of stuff. So, it takes a bit of work at the moment to figure that stuff out to get involved, but the more it just kind of becomes part of your daily life, and the more it might you know sit in online banking or you know where you can just buy some and you can transfer it to a wallet and you can start transacting in it uh, The more that happens, I think the more people will use it and and the more people actually use it, we'll see just how awesome it is and how easy it is mm. you know to send money around that it can be that cheap and that easy to do. The more people are going to use it. So so, yeah, that's that's going to be the key issue. and then, and then, I think related to that is is regulation. You know do we have regulation that bans it that makes it kind of illegal for for businesses to make it easier for people to adopt and use this technology? Or is there no regulation which also makes it difficult because people are fearful of of the regulations that might come and doing the wrong things now, and then you kind of get prosecuted for doing that? Mm-hmm. So I think those are the two things that are also kind of, delaying adoption at this point so okay. there's a lot of uncertainty around it but again these 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 developers who are big owners of bitcoin who are very involved they're working actively to come up with solutions outside of the banking system then to do it yeah you know even if the traditional financial institutions don't want to get involved these guys are doing it themselves doing so, it anyway. so it's kind of happening yeah but it just slows it down this is almost like a a way to make the whole system work,
0: really, mm. but it's going it, to take a little bit of, like you say,
1: a paradigm shift. It's a paradigm shift. It's, it's a different way of doing things, you know, yeah. so, and this is what I find so interesting about it. It's, it's the younger generation that are super excited about it because they've, they've grown up with, you know, if I want to use WhatsApp, i have just download an app and I'll yeah, like sure. stick in my phone number and off I go, you know, and mm. I can start messaging people. And, um, you know, if I want a Facebook account, I just go on and I like, I log on and I put some details in and off I go. If I want an email, at Hotmail, or Gmail, I just log in and I do it. Yeah. You have this sort of archaic, you're telling me I've got to now have a, I've got to have a home address, Yeah. A utility I bill.
0: I? I don't.
1: Maybe <laughs> I live with my folks, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. I don't. And so then I've got to have some letter from someone to say I live there. And then I've got to have you know mm. all this other information I've got to have like IDs and deal with geez, somebody over like, the phone come on you know this is the internet era, guys <laughs> yeah. I want to download an app and go and sure. so I think that's where I see a lot of excitement around this technology and it's sort of a generational gap and bridge yeah I kind of sit in the middle of the two and I mm-hmm. can get both sides and so I can sort of see why the one side's excited and why the other side is more fearful because it really is a paradigm shift and it's a whole new way of doing things there's a massive learning curve involved with how the technology works, so so yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting uh, <laughs> to see how that all sort of resolves itself. But I think I think uh, we're basically looking at a new era in finance and money, perhaps. And I think the next the next crop of Bill Gateses and Steve Jobs are going to be in this this space of cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. You know. That's where they're going to come out of. There's some guys sitting in a garage somewhere. He has a big idea, and he's coding, and he's coming up with something, and you might build an a-, a banking app. Mm. might have credit products and everything else that literally just sits in an app. And I think we probably have to get
0: past thinking that there's going to be
1: an end sort of
0: solution out there like it's just going to be this ongoing exponential growth and we have to wrap our head around mm. the fact that this is now the, mm. new, the new way yep. you know well i'm going to leave it there chris thank you so much lots to thank think you. about <laughs> um thanks. lots to think about um i think we should definitely pick this up again at some stage but in the meantime just say many thanks and thank you to our audience for listening in you've been listening to a podcast brought to you by Investic.